Hey, what's up, Missoula? It's Coulter Nuanez of your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Not only does the M Store in downtown Missoula have the best and most unique Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. That's right, they're all Grizz all the time down there at the M Store, which if you haven't been into their relatively new location there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway, go check it out. You're going to find Grizz stuff that you can't find anywhere else in Missoula or anywhere else in Montana. But they also have a new Apple store inside the M store. Now, I've been using a MacBook Pro for the better part of a decade, and it is awesome. But it's also a little bit precarious to find somebody to fix it. I also have a habit of leaving my MacBook chargers in various airports across the United States. Don't worry, I've accumulated like four or five of them now because I have to rebuy them. And then they, you know, eventually find them and send them back to me. But that's here nor there. Any and all Apple products you might need, any and all Apple service you might have to have taken care of, they can help you down there at the M Store. Go check out the M Store for all of your Apple needs and all your Grizz needs. The M Store, located in the heart of downtown Missoula, where they're all Grizz all the time. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. It's so funny because we play so many fun songs on this show, and I always tell you about my music taste. I realize today, though, one of my new favorite guys in country music, Morgan Wallen. We've, I don't think we've ever played a Morgan Wallen song until right then. Welcome back. Nuanas now feeling in a country sort of mood because we are down here broadcasting to you live from the United States Army Recruitment Center. We got two pairs of tickets to the big country show coming up here in Missoula in two weeks. Kane Brown at the Adams Center on May 19th. So if you want to win these tickets, you're going to have to either come down here and sign up with us or... Text us, 406-888-1029. We'll have two different winners. We'll announce it tomorrow afternoon. 406-888-1029. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? We kept on talking about what is the right fit for Montana and Montana State when it comes to a conference, particularly when it comes to a football conference. We also gave you our Treasure State's best, some of the best track and field marks from the high school ranks from around the state of Montana. We also had our Garden City Spotlight featuring some of the uh, individual athletes from here in the Garden City at the high school level that will continue on to the Division I college level. So fun giving the update on all the kids and uh, a fun first hour. If you missed anything in the first hour, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the Montana State Bookstore. Your best place to get blue and gold on Saturday or any other day, anytime you're on the Montana State campus in Bozeman. We haven't heard from her in a while, but she's back from Florida. Let's have some fun. I feel like I've been doing nothing but drinking uh, electrolyte drinks for the last week. First, I was sick, and then you took me to some uh, death in the basement class yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. You're welcome. Unbelievable. You wore a sweatshirt the whole time. It wouldn't have mitigated it. This this was a whole new experience. Chicken doesn't know sports here on ESPN Radio. We went to quote-unquote hot yoga. There was not a lot of yoga done in this class. This was boot camp. I did a lot of chaturanga. Chaturanga, yeah. That, that's code word for push-up in between puking. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, awesome, wasn't it? it? It was something. It was certainly something. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's misbranded. I am fully uh, mentally prepared next time I go in yeah. for what I'm going to encounter. I told you to hydrate first. I, I, yeah, that wasn't the issue. The issue for me was the just unbelievable elevated heart rate mm-hmm. and then not being able to get it back down because of how hot it is. It was fun, though. Go try it. Uh, Danica's 
core power class down there at the Hot House Yoga. It's Yoga Sculpt. Yoga, yoga Sculpt, sorry. Yeah. There's core power, there's Yoga Sculpt. Right. Yeah, well, this one was tough. Yeah, I know, it was awesome. Good job. Thanks for making me go. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks to the Hot House for their continued support of us here uh, at Chicken Doesn't Know Sports on ESPN Radio. What do you got? I want to talk about the NFL draft. Okay, you didn't even know this was happening last week. Right, but now I do. <laughs> um, I want what to talk are your about- hot takes on the NFL draft? I have one hot one, take, uno. and it's about Will Levis. This is why you don't go yap in your trap. Okay. I don't care how good you are. You stay humble. You stay chill because this guy was... Did you guys already talk about this? Well, of course. He's okay. the biggest story of the NFL draft. So predicted to go first round top 10 and then didn't go to the, till the second round. That's right. Didn't show up to the second round, if I read that correctly. Well, right, because he was humiliated on TV for five straight hours on Thursday night. Which was his what he made some snarky comment, like, I'm not going to go and sit in the green room and be have all the cameras on me unless I'm going to be picked in the top 10 or something. And then it really happened. Then it really happened. Now, people say it was because of his toe that he wasn't picked in the first round. There's a lot of reasons. I think it was because he, yeah, he ran his mouth. See, the reason Will Levis wasn't picked in the first round, this is so simple. The equation is the same all the time. He's not good enough. But why was he predicted to be Because the, the people 10? that do the predictions don't understand. It's so hard to explain. Barry, so there's like, a, there's like a Venn diagram of playing quarterback, right? On one side, you have the physical talent it takes to play quarterback. On the other side, you have like the, the, the makeup that it takes to play quarterback. Those v- things have to go together and you have to be in the middle of the Venn diagram. Okay. It's very rare that the guys with the strongest arms are also the best quarterbacks. Patrick okay. Mahomes is a complete anomaly as a guy who has the strongest arm in the NFL and is the best quarterback in the NFL. Most guys with great arms are super cocky because they can make all the throws, so they don't have to learn how to play the position. The best quarterbacks of all time, like Tom Brady, Tom Brady does has a very average to below average arm, but his brain is so elite and he can get the ball out quick that it doesn't matter. that Like Brett Favre throws the ball way harder than Tom Brady. Okay. Tom Brady just gets it out quick because he can see it. Yeah. Peyton Manning has a not good arm. Peyton Manning throws ducks all the time, but Peyton Manning's a computer in his head. So he can di- so you play diagnose strategically it. or you play. Right. So yeah. Will Levis, there's been so many guys like Will Levis that have an absolute can. I mean, Will Levis is, looks like a statue. He's 6'4, he's 225 pounds, he's ripped, he's super athletic. He can throw the ball a country mile, but can he make the NFL... Like Uncle Rico? Exactly. Oh. Throw the ball over those mountains over there. But it still remains to be seen if he can actually diagnose stuff. So I wasn't surprised that he fell. We've seen so many guys like him fail recently that he was sort of just guilty by association. It sounds like not only did it hurt his ego, but yeah. it hurt his pocketbook. Oh, for sure. $20 million possibly lost. Because he was projected to be the number four overall pick to the Indianapolis Colts, which would then have come with a guaranteed contract, would have been making about five five to six million dollars a year. And then in the second round, it goes way down. Yeah, he, he's, he's going to make way, way less. The There's some great pictures of his girlfriend when he did. Okay, so I was very confused because he had a sister yes. of, uh, and a girlfriend. Yeah. Both of whom are very pretty and both of whom look to be appropriate age. And uh, so I didn't know which one was which. The brunette's his girlfriend. Okay. And she looked very disappointed <laughs> that her boyfriend <laughs> was not going to be making the money she had already spent in See, her mind. Here's the reality show that you should make. Okay. The girls that are sitting with the guys in the green room. Okay. Then your reality show is them 10 years from now. Because I would reckon that almost everybody is no longer together. 
Yeah, or it could be a comedy about them, like not a reality <laughs> show, but like sure. a hilarious comedy. Right. But, but like the famous draft room, like when Russell, like there's so many of these guys that the girl that they were with and they got drafted is not the girl that they're with. Do you now. think though, in those cases, those girls sought out an NFL player or a professional mm. athlete too? Because they were having their their 22 year old mind was like their life was set. Yeah, I don't know. I I I'm actually fascinated by this. I think sometimes athletes really want to gravitate toward the people that knew them before they were famous, right? Because then they know they're not getting used, right? But, but then some guys don't care. And if then they get other used. guys like Russell Wilson is like, I just want to marry Sierra. Uh huh. She's obviously super hot, but also because she's a super, a super famous person, right? They want to have like the, yeah, yeah. dual like, celebrity. Like Giselle and Tom. There you go. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Could be interesting I might do some research on these ladies and uh, and give a little <laughs> paper next week. <laughs> Term papers. Term papers. On NFL draft relationships. Well, yeah. the chicken doesn't know sports. How uh, many survive past <laughs> the five-year mark? Very interesting. How many survive past the first round pick? Like if they didn't get picked. Right. Now, I was away last weekend, so I was sort of watching the draft sporadically because it would be on in a restaurant here or there. Sure. There were some That's cute- the only reason you were watching is because you were on vacation, so you were out to eat a bunch. Right. Yeah, no, I wasn't like, oh, the draft's on. I gotta, everyone shut up. No. Okay, but so what, what do you- There was else? a couple cute things. I have no idea who these people are, but this one guy had already been drafted, and he was kind of standing there, and then he heard his friend got drafted, too, and he was so excited for his friend. It was really sweet. <laughs> uh- Nice. Okay. I don't know who they are, but it was cute. <laughs> this one guy and this other guy and <laughs> yeah, their friend. That's basically it. And I didn't hear any booing. Th- that's an interesting fold. So the draft forever and ever and ever was at Radio City Music Hall in New York City. Mm-hmm. Now it's not. It it's moves in Vegas, around. right? It, well, no, oh, that's right. Around. Yeah, yeah. So it's in Kansas City this year. Yeah. They're polite People there. in Kansas City seem very, very nice. Mm-hmm. There was no booing. Midwest values. Only the, only the booers were the people from New York. The Jets and Giants fans, of course they were booing. Yeah, typical. That's it, though. Everybody else was nice yeah. and happy. It's See? funny. They must be listening. <laughs> they, they certainly are. Uh, Chicken Ozo Sports here on ESPN Radio. What else you got? So our pal Antonio Brown. Yeah. He has taken over an arena football team called the Albany Empire. He's also trolling everybody, tweeting, saying he's going to play for the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Well... Linking up with Lamar Jackson. He is insane because (laughs) apparently he he was co-owner with someone and then sort of strong-armed, I don't know how, to get full ownership. But I guess his dad's also part owner. Which team is it? Albany Empire. In the XFL? No, the Arena League. Arena League, yeah. Albany Empire, okay. He took over and then suddenly the players and coaches were not getting paid. So they all sort of stood up to him and said, we need to get paid. And so they weren't, they were going to sit out the Sunday, I think it was Sunday night's game or Monday night's game. And then someone showed them proof like, no, you're, you'll be paid. Here's proof, whatever, whatever. So they all played. And then after the game, they were not, they were not paid. And again, they said, what the heck? Give us our money. Yeah. Antonio, this is not, this is actually like the repeating story of the Arena Football League. Antonio Brown then threatened them and locked them out of their hotel rooms. So they had to like get, I don't even know how they got, they had, it was impossible, but they got all their stuff out of their hotel rooms. So here's some things to know. I don't know what the actual numbers are now, but one of my best friends played in the Arena League for a couple of years. Okay. At that time, and granted, this was 10 years ago, but at that time, they were getting paid between $100 and $200 a game. 
You have to share a hotel room with at least one of your teammates, but most of the time with three other of your teammates. You have to share a bed. What? These They're are, big guys. These are grown yeah. men football players. Like this is this is a nightmare. This yeah. is awful. <laughs> oh like, my! Uh, like the old, you're, ri- you're riding a bus everywhere. Like your your team meals are Golden Corral and like Pizza Hut lunch buffet. Well, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why bother with playing? Oh man. The love of the game, I guess. Uh, my buddy did it for like a season and was like, yeah, you know, I could just go work anywhere and make more money than this and not be hard on my body and not have to share a bed with a grown man every weekend. Right. Just go pick up a shift at <laughs> whatever. Yeah. At Buffalo Wild. I mean, just <laughs> go make money any other way. Any other way. That yeah. is awful. It's because all these guys are hanging on to their dreams. Yeah, and for they're sure. They're just trying to find a way to get in the NFL. But like the transition from there to the NFL is just not happening. You know what I think Antonio Brown needs? Oh man, a lot of things. Counseling, therapy, right? Uh, but a also, good woman in his life. Mm-hmm. How about a darkness retreat? <laughs> oh man, can, I just think he needs imagine? some. He needs some centering for sure. Yeah, he wouldn't know what to do if he couldn't put everything on Instagram live. I know that's why he ne- it's like he needs a detox. I can't believe what has happened to him. It's so sad. There, there was a moment in time not that long ago where he was like one of the most likable players in all of pro sports, and he just went straight off the crazy spiraled. It is, it is something. Yeah, it's really sad. Well, maybe um, our friend Aaron Rodgers can help him with some uh, darkness retreats and some, you know, just guidance. I can't imagine that Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown are talking very much. I, I don't ever. think they are either, but I just... You know, Aaron Rodgers likes talking about one thing. Aaron Rodgers. That's right. Right. Antonio Brown is... In a, I mean, those guys are like operating in different universes. Well, I just think it might... Be, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but it might be good for Antonio Brown to have someone that can like bring him down a notch and... Maybe he needs to go on an ayahuasca trip. <laughs> oh or maybe gosh. he needs to go do mushrooms in Peru or whatever. Whatever. Um, Never in my life did I think that I was going to have an ESPN radio show where not once a week, but multiple times a week, we'd be talking about magic mushrooms. But here we are. Listen, I just think he needs, <laughs> I think he needs something. I think he needs to be centered and guided in a better way. Yeah, well, I think not being enabled would be a good start for for sure. sure. For sure. Now ESPN Radio. All right, what else you got? So you know how much I love Charles Barkley, right? I do. He was... Do you like the new Charles Barkley AI commercial? Have you seen it? No. I don't even know what it's for. This is how... This is how unadvert... I, I am blank to advertising. I can remember details of the commercial, but I never know what it's for. Okay. I'm the like I am what we do for a living where we're trying to get people to respond to advertising. I should be the tub, the subject matter because you can't advertise to me because I'm so blank. But there's a new commercial with Charles Barkley. I have no idea what it's for, but it's real Charles Barkley sitting next to AI Charles Barkley and they're talking to each other and it's so bizarre. I don't like it. Anyway, back to Charles Barkley. <laughs> they have the NBA on TNT, which is apparently doing great numbers, and you know they've got a great. See, situation going. Can I rant just for one second? Please. please. It's all about you. <laughs> just like Antonio Brown and Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead, Aaron. No, no, I have to, I have to, no, go I, ahead. I have to say this. Okay. We've become so polarized politically as a country that it really makes my brain hurt. There's a lot of stuff that people say in the world of, of political arguments that I think is valid. There's also a lot that's really, really silly. One of the silliest premises that has been used as an attack on the NBA is there's been a, a variety of, of uh, 
political analysts as well as sports journalists that have been screaming, go woke, go broke at the NBA. Okay. Because the NBA has the, the most prominent black men in America playing in it. And many of those black men are very, very vocal about certain things. Mm-hmm. I think it's phenomenal. People want to hate on LeBron James all you want. LeBron James is one of the great American stories ever. It's actually hilarious that conservatives want to hate on him because he is actually like the and he is like the exact example of the American dream. Like he is the exact yeah, example of American your, dream. Working, working hard. as hard as you possibly uh-huh. can, fulfilling all your expectations, overcoming adversity, big odds, giving, giving back. back, giving back to your community. Like he is. Anyways, there's been this whole deal. The regular season ratings in the NBA have been diving for the last couple of years, but. It, to me, it's very simple to diagnose. It's because everybody's playing for the playoffs now. Right. 20 of the 30 teams in the league make the playoffs. Everybody's just trying to all be healthy in the playoffs. Look at the Lakers. They were nothing three months ago. Right. We were talking about them benching players. That's right. And then every other game. And then or they, whatever. Tra- they traded half their roster. They got rid of everybody. They're ramping it up. They beat the Warriors last night. The ratings were down because people don't want to watch the regular season anymore. I'm the biggest NBA fan around. I don't watch the regular season anymore. Guess what? Now it's the playoffs. What's up with the ratings? They're up. It has nothing to do with politics. People just enjoy the basketball. Anyways, that's all I have to say. You sure? Uh-huh. Okay. Tell me about the ratings. I'm not telling you about the ratings. Mm. I'm telling you about Charles Barkley. Okay, Charles. My fave. Chuck. So he was doing his thing and then went to commercial or whatever, or maybe back to the game. Yeah. And he didn't know the camera was still on him. And he licked his cell phone to clean it and then like rubbed it on his pants. The, okay. <laughs> this is this is one of two funny things he's done. He also did, he also, so, so there's, there's been, one of the funniest things on Twitter is people speculating what's in Charles's cup. Oh, okay. Because people are always saying. He's drunk. Chuck's having a little, maybe not drunk, but Chuck's having a little. A little nip. You know, a little nip while he's on the TV. And so the other day he, he spills his deal. This is not during a break. This is on live TV. Spills his drink. He's wearing brand new white sneakers. So he pulls up, he like shoves himself away from the broadcast table because he's trying to protect his sneaks. Of course. And but then, red wine? then Twitter's going off. Everybody look at the look at the color of the drink. What color is it? <laughs> it's clearly soda. But then everybody's like, oh, but Chuck's, Chuck's drinking Captain and, Captain and Coke, Chuck yeah. a little whiskey coke. Anyways, it was just hilarious. The point is that he was so clumsy and he ruined his brand new white shoes. But of course he's Charles Barkley, so he just said to whoever the people that sent him the shoes were sending me some more, and then the next day they had new ones for him. So he's fine, but it's just hilarious. And do you think he could sell those soiled shoes? Probably. For some amount of money? Yeah, probably. Well, I love him, but did you know that there's more bacteria on your phone than in a toilet? I totally believe that. I and, think about that all the time. And he licked it. Ugh. <laughs> so gross. I mean, think about how much you encourage your kids to like wash their hands and shower and all this stuff. Yeah. We never clean our phones. No. I mean, I... I'll rub disgusting. it on my pants, but I certainly don't lick it first. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like, but I'm not spraying li- I mean, Lysol think about on how it. how much is, this is exposed to. It's I nasty. Know. So gross. And I mean, never mind. I was going to say something really gross. Um, okay. So, moving on. Moving on. Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, ESPN Radio. It's also presented by the Hype House. Hype House has uh, new strength workouts to supplement your spin workouts over there. Uh, whether you're spinning or doing the strength workouts, either way, it's an unbelievably efficient, high intensity, and uh, very beneficial workout. Go check them out there on Tool Avenue, right next to DraftWorks. You know who's not going to be going to Hype House anytime soon? Why? Who? Carlos Rodden from the New York Yankees. <laughs> okay, what's Carlos? He is a hundred. He had a hundred and sixty-two million dollar deal in the off season. He's a pitcher. Rod- Rodon, yes, Carlos. Oh, sorry, Rodon. Rodon, sure. my bad. Yeah. And he 
has a bad back and he has no idea when he's going to make his debut. Mm. $162 million. 162 now, mil, baby. If you're, that does like base- low end for baseball. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Does baseball pay per game like NFL or is he getting paid no matter oh, what? Oh, he's getting paid no matter what. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's why like the the running joke is if you're going to be a super parent and make your kids play sports, just play baseball. Cut it out and play baseball. Okay, noted. Too late for me. But. You're not going to get a head injury. Like you you know the worst case scenario is you're going to have a bad back or whatever. Right. All the money's guaranteed. This guy's get paid straight. What if he his back is ruined forever and he never plays? They'll probably buy out his contract, but he'll still get a portion of he'll that salary forever. Right. I mean. And what is a high contract for baseball? You said that's low for baseball. Oh, like the the top paid guys are getting paid three hundred. 50 million plus for how many years between seven and ten stop it <laughs> yeah what oh yeah why uh, oh man so many reasons there's uh so many games okay fair um <laughs> the tv money is just so yeah. big okay uh, baseball's so regional. It's so it's lost its luster on a national scale because it's become so regionalized. But like, if we were living in New York, the Yankees are on TV every single day, and everybody right. would be talking about the Yankees because we'd be living in New York. You know, right, what I right, mean? right. We just live outside of any major media market. But True. Like, when I lived in Seattle, yeah, everybody's talking about the Mariners. Yeah, I mean Cubs, Sox, Cubs, yeah. Sox, exactly. Okay, fair enough. I just so that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. My it girlfriend. Really, my girlfriend was asking me this the other night. Jamal Murray plays for the, the Nuggets. He signed a uh, like $200 million contract a couple of years ago. He makes $48 million a year. We were doing the math on that, though. What is What does he get paid per game? Yeah, what is it? $533,000 per game. I would take that. <laughs> to play <laughs> basketball? Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's crazy, the amount. But she was asking, how do these guys get paid so much? It's because of the amount of TV money that they get, right? Yeah. Like, the NBA's... TV contract is $20 billion. So every team gets like close to a billion dollars just for being on TV. And then they have to pay, you know, the, so then when the guy's making a hundred million, but he's the one that, you know, everybody watches TV because of LeBron. So you pay LeBron all the money to right. be on TV. I don't know. It's, it's, hmm. it's such an asinine amount of money to normal people. But when you actually look at the business structure, you could actually argue that a lot of these guys, even if they are making tens of millions of dollars are underpaid. I would disagree, but... Think about how much money and exposure LeBron James makes to the Lakers. Way uh, more than they're paying him. They're, the Lakers is a business. Think of all the people they have to pay to make sure he can do his job. That's true. All the people working it's in the It's similar to arenas. our structure, like, right? Like, right. we bring in all the money for this place, right. and then we, we only couldn't get do a little it without, bit of it, but we can do it without yeah. all the people, for right. sure, 100%. I think that every day. I'm grateful every day for my team. <laughs> I hope LeBron is. It is true. And Missoula Broadcasting, it's actually a great example of that because we have half the people that are out on the streets selling and then half the people that are here Working. putting together all the stuff <laughs> that we have to, right. that, that we just sold. So right. yeah, no, it takes a team for sure. Noana's is now ESPN Radio. Uh, the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports uh, here on your Thursday. All right, what else? Last two quick stories. Okay, the Met wait. Ball was on Monday night. What? What in God's green earth is the Met Gala? The Met Gala. So it's a fundraiser for the Museum of Metro, Metropolitan Museum of Art. Okay. What 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 are these people wearing? So every year it's a theme. And okay, so what was the theme this year? Carl Lagerfeld. What's his name was wearing a cat suit. So he was dressed up as Carl Lagerfeld's cat. Beloved cat. Who is Carl Lagerfeld? He was like the head of Chanel for many, many, many years. Okay, whatever the hell Jared Leto was wearing is the, was one of the most terrifying things Stupid. I've ever seen a grown yeah. man wear. But there was also a woman dressed up as like, she had like 
She looks like more like a sheen type cat. Yeah, though. that was a little bit more artsy. This dude's wearing like a, a cartoon cat. cat like he suit. went to the costume shop down the street. Yeah, it was stupid. What is wrong with him? So much. He seems very off kilter. I think he's just a little odd. He is certainly incredibly odd. See, when he was Jordan Catalano on My So Called Life, I don't even he know. He was that is. well. That's because you're young. But it was a that was in the nineties. Yeah, it's just before he did Requiem for a Dream. Yes, this was like probably his first acting job. I bet mm. it was like ninety. It was probably on TV ninety four, ninety five. Okay, it was only on first season, and then MTV picked it up at some point and just ran reruns of it all summer. One summer, and then I watched the heck out of it. It's good stuff. My so-called life. Claire Danes, you know Claire Danes. I do know who Claire she was Danes in that. Is. Anyway, he, his Ten name on the show. about you. The name, his name on the show is Jordan Catalano, and that's like what everyone just. Anyway. Okay, stupid. so here we are talking about Jerry Leto. Uh, what else about the Met okay. Gala, though? Two things about the Met Gala. It was all over the news that Giselle would be going to her first Met Gala alone without Tom Brady since they split. Okay. And I just had to chuckle because I can't imagine Tom Brady enjoyed wearing the horrible outfits that he had to wear. Right. Because wasn't she just dog and pony showing him around? Yeah. And he- Making him wear stupid Oh, such stupid stuff. Yeah. (sighs) So I was actually- Happy for him for once in my life. Tom. Okay. <laughs> Maybe on our Instagram, I'll post some of his fashions from the past. <laughs> yeah, do it, please. I would okay. love to see them. I'll do that. Um, so that was exciting for him. And then Serena was there. Nice. And she's pregnant with number two. Oh, cool. Very good. And that's so exciting. Nice. for Good for her. Yeah. So um, those were my two sports stories from the Met. Well, at least I know what it is now. I thought it was just like some acid party for celebrities. I mean, it's both. It's where what makes them think that what they wear is looks good. Some stylist tells them that it's high fashion. It's art. It's a whole thing. It's not our. It's not our scene here. <laughs> it's just so funny because it just seems like it's intentionally ironic. It, it is intentional. Like, it's all like intentional. I am going to wear this completely like from clown show suit and like, like yeah. I'm going to tell people this is high fashion. I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Some of the hairstyles. like Oh, what, I know. What, what? It's awful. The most awful part about it is that people watch this. I know. This is like must see TV for women around the country. I Or pre- not just women, people. I prefer the Oscars red carpet or like the um, Emmys or whatever. Right. Well, I will least, even take there's the, a point to that. I will even take the ESPYs red carpet. A, a banquet for an awards show is totally normal to me. That makes sense. Yeah. There's awards for people that perform well. Yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> I, I don't. This is one of those Hollywoody things that I'm just like, eh, but it's fun to make fun of. It's certainly fun to make fun of. If yeah. you want to see these people, you can certainly Google it. The cat suit is the top. It is the dumbest. I'll put thing that on there. the chick who doesn't know sports Instagram. Which, by the way, still need more of you to be following. Yeah, follow the chick who doesn't know sports on Instagram, and always tune into the chick who doesn't know sports here on ESPN Radio. All right, what else you got? That's all I got. The Met Gala. At least I fr- solved that problem. You're welcome. Ugh, makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> People dressed nice. They're or? not dressed nice though. There's something behind it. There's ulterior motives. Money. Uh, it's always money. The devil is everywhere. That's right. Oh, Even boy. at the Met Gala. Oh, boy. All right. Well, thanks for swinging by, Carolyn. Thanks for having me. See you next week. <laughs> Carolyn, tell us about the Met Gala. I bet you didn't hear, uh, think you're going to hear about Met Gala fashion on ESPN Radio, but here we are. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
Uh, if you don't see us in studio, we're not there. We are here down at the United States Army Recruitment Office, right next to us at Missoula Broadcasting Company. It's right next to Sportsman's Warehouse, right behind Outback Steakhouse, just a couple blocks away from our shop. Uh, come on down here. We are taking ticket entries, two pairs of tickets to the Kane Brown concert on May 19th uh, at the Adams Center here in the city of Missoula. And uh, we're going to be taking entries here for the next couple days. Uh, if you want to enter, you can always come down here. You can also text us, 406-888-1029. Keep those entries coming in. All right, we're going to play one of our new favorite games around here, uh, centered upon the National Football League. That's next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things, from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. I want to play some Choctaw Bingo. That sounds pretty fun. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you're having a great Thursday afternoon. We dodged the eye of the storm. We're inside now, but we're still hanging out here down at the United States Army Recruitment Center uh, out North Reserve. Our neighbors at Missoula Broadcasting Company, we're right next to Sportsman's Warehouse, right uh, behind Outback Steakhouse. So if you're in the neighborhood, come on over, say hi. You get entered in to win tickets to the Kane Brown concert in Missoula, May 19th. Uh, We got two pairs for you, so you can come down here and enter or... Uh, you can also text us to enter as well, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Uh, we've been playing a fun game. The uh, April issue of Sports Illustrated has an NFL column in it, and uh, it's just bold statements about all 32 teams from around the National Football League, and uh, then just a couple sentences justifying each bold statement. So here's the game. Uh, the guys in the production studio, they read me the bold statement, and then we did use that uh, to form some dis- discussion. So uh, pretty easy. We call it smarter dumb. <laughs> it's pretty easy, pretty simple game. But uh, those get us talking about the NFL here in early May. So uh, let's do it. Uh, you guys got the magazine, so uh, what do you got today? What's up, Coulter? This is Jeff. Uh we're going to go, have we done the Bills yet? Uh, g- 
give me the statement and I, I see if that jogs my memory. I don't think we have, but let me know. I figured since y'all were talking a lot about um, this school kind of touching on this school a number of times, and it touches on a wide receiver that went to one of these schools that might be part of this new Rocky Mountain collegiate group you're talking about. Let's go with this one. So, the Bills, Khalil Shakir, will emerge as the number two receiver with long-term upside as the number one for Buffalo. The fifth-round pick out of Boise State showed his ability last season to be where Josh Allen needed him to be. With a full off-season under his belt, Shakir will supplant Gabe Davis as Allen's number two option. I think... Well, I, don't know. I like that. I, yeah, I, like I don't that know about bit. that one just because I know Gabe Davis has been a bit up and down with Buffalo, but it seems like he has that big moment ability. He's had a bunch of big moments in big playoff games. You think back to the game they lost two years ago against Kansas City had that huge catch where everybody thinks, oh, the Bills have won only to watch Patrick Mahomes do what he does. But to me, Gabe Davis has that connection with Josh Allen. It will be kind of tough to knock him off the perch. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I, I, you know, I, I think it's an a, uh, interesting prediction. Khalil Shakir, definitely a, a guy that's an up-and-comer, but he only had 20 targets and only had 10 catches last year for the Bills. Gabe Davis uh, averaged almost 18 yards per catch, so certainly was a big play guy. Uh, regardless of who emerges as the number two there for the Bills, and I do, I, I've said this already this week, but I am high on the tight end that the Bills drafted, Dalton Kincaid, who they took in the first round. Uh, a guy with FCS ties, started his career in San Diego, and then uh, transferred to the University of Utah and uh, played his way into becoming a first-round pick. I do think he has a chance to make an instant impact on the Bills' defense or the Bills' offense. Excuse me. But I also think that the Bills certainly were not as good offensively last year as they were two years ago. Two years ago, they were lights out offensively. Well, what's the tie that binds? Well, Brian Dable deserves a ton of credit for the way he was able to develop Josh Allen. And for the way he was able to operate the Bills' offense, I just I thought the Bills had some inconsistencies in play calling last year, and I think part of that is because Josh Allen is like your greatest strength, your greatest weakness, right? Josh Allen is a, an electric athlete who has a just absolutely cannon for an arm. The biggest knock on him coming out of college, though, out of Wyoming, was decision making, and the number one task for any quarterback's coach or offensive coordinator was to harness uh, that electric arm and make it so Josh Allen is strictly winning you games and not also giving you the opportunity to lose games. I thought in the biggest moments last year, sometimes Josh Allen was reckless. So regardless of who the second receiver becomes, Gabe Davis, Khalil Shakir, you know, Deontay Hardy, or otherwise, I do think that the Bills need to figure out a way to to get some rudders back on Josh Allen because just absolutely let it rip all the time. It makes it less effective when you want to let it rip some of the time. I also think the number one thing that could help the Bills is if they could find a way to run the ball consistently for their identity. They're they're incredibly good on defense. They're the number one scoring defense in the NFL last year. They have elite players at all three levels of their defense. They also have 
uh, a exceptional top five talent at quarterback. But how do you help that guy? How do you take pressure off of him? You got to be able to run the ball. And I don't necessarily think it's be- their de- deficiencies lie in their running backs. I think they have fine depth at running back. I mean, Damian Harris is a proven solid guy in the NFL. Naheem Hines is a, is a proven solid guy in the NFL. Latavius Murray, a little bit older, but certainly a guy that can, you know, he can be a good short yardage option for you. And James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother, looks like a guy who could be an emerging star. More than anything, though, I just think it's the way that they go about it. I think they need to scheme it up better, be more creative in the run game. I think they need to commit to it and make it a bigger part of what they want to do. You can't... The swashbuckler mentality, the gunslinger mentality that Josh Allen's going to play with, it works better if you have something to complement it. If if you just have that, it's going to be feast or famine. And make no mistake, Josh Allen's talented enough that he could get hot enough that you go on a run and you just win the AFC. But I don't think that's the consistent way that you're going to beat Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, or anybody else. Uh, in the AFC. So uh, that's a good one. I'm going to say smart because I do think Khalil Shakir has an opportunity to be uh, an emerging guy. I I also think just from a money perspective as a fifth-round pick out of Boise State, uh, his next contract or his current contract is going to be more affordable probably than Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is only a fourth-round pick, but I do think Gabe Davis has more uh, proven production uh, you know, he, he did have 836 yards and seven touchdowns last year. So I do think somebody else might come in and try to pay Gabe Davis. So um, if a different second option behind uh, Stephon Diggs emerges, that could be good. But, but to me, it's more about the Bills just being more consistent and being more conservative sometimes so that within your swashbuckling ways pay off. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the uh, ESPN MT app. Coming to you live from the United States Army Recruitment Center uh, here in uh, Missoula. Uh, come over here if you want to sign up for tickets to uh, Kane Brown at the Adams Center, May 19th. So that's a couple weeks and a day from today. You can also sign up for tickets by texting us. We'll have an opportunity for you to sign up for the next couple days, 406 888 one zero two nine. Talking some NFL here on your radio dial. Uh, let's do one more, and then uh, then we'll get out. Yeah, for sure, Coulter. Uh, this is one that I think you might have talked about with Rajim a week or two ago. It's also one that I think has probably potentially changed the discussion since the draft. Curious what you think about the Texans will have a winning record. Wow, that's an interesting one. I mean, I think my knee-jerk reaction is no. I, I think the Texans, well, first of all, I thought, I, I always say this on this show, but but I think that with the way that the salary cap works in the NFL, also just the incredibly high priority on parity in the NFL that the league wants to enact, I truly think that every year, uh, 32 teams in the NFL, there's between two and four teams that actually have better talent than everybody else. There's between two and four teams that have way less talent than everybody else. And then there's 24 to 28 teams that have the same talent. And so then what are the determining factors over making you a playoff team or not? I think it's I think there's two. I think one, who you have playing quarterback, and two, the luck you get. Who stays healthy and who doesn't. I, I think that most of the NFL starts the season as a 500 team. 
And the thing that puts them over the top is if they got Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or Josh Allen, or they don't. And the other thing that puts them over the top is if their other best players stay healthy or they don't. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers are objectively one of the best organizations in the NFL, one of the most talented rosters. But what has been the thing that has derailed the Niners multiple year, multiple times in the last handful of years? It's injuries. I mean, the Niners were so decimated by injuries a couple of years ago, they won like six games because everybody was out. Debo Samuel was out. Jimmy Garoppolo was out. George Kittle was out. You know, on down the line, Nick Bosa was out. When all your best guys are out, then uh, you're going to have uphill, uphill sledding. The Texans, though, were, I thought, objectively the worst team in the NFL last year. And uh, I think that even with the addition of C.J. Stroud, who I actually think is pretty good, and I think could be good uh, in the NFL sooner than later, and the addition of Will Anderson, who I thought was the most surefire guy in the draft, e- even with those additions, uh, I still think that the Texans are a little ways away. I think it's going to be a steep learning curve for C.J. Stroud. Um, they did sign Robert Woods in the offseason. That, that's a coin flip. I mean, where are we at with Robert Woods? He was great in Los Angeles for a little while, but he's also very prevalent, uh, very prone to be getting hurt. Uh, so can he stay healthy? The, uh, the Texans are below average on the offensive line, although they do have Larry, Larry Tunsil, who's a plus there at left tackle. Uh, defensively, I mean, Will Anderson could be uh, an elite talent, but I think he's going to be swimming early. Jimmy Ward's a good safety, but, man, I don't know. I, I, I don't think the Texans were just a quarterback and an edge rusher away. I think the Texans are a long ways away, uh, but I do think that they, now, since they've moved on from Bill O'Brien and they actually have a plan to rebuild the thing rather than just being stuck in, in bad luck nowheresville like they were for so many different years, uh, I do think there's a future there because there's a future for most NFL teams. I mean, in the league that's so salary cap dependent and so obsessed with parity, you're only a couple years away. It's pretty hard to perennially miss the playoffs. Only the Cleveland Browns do that. <laughs> Sergeant Newell's looking at me like, uh, we, I already know. Uh, but I think the Texans still are a long ways away. So I'm going to say that's dumb. I'm going to say that the Houston Texans will not have a winning record. Even if they made a big jump this year, I can't see them winning more than 6-7, maybe at the very ceiling maximum, uh, eight games. And if they, don't, if they do, I eat my words, it's because C.J. Stroud is, is absolutely legit. That, that'll be the thing that puts the Houston Texans over the top. Um, and, and we'll see. TBD. Uh, it's been a minute since Ohio State put a truly uh, ready-to-roll NFL-ready quarterback into the National Football League. Nuanas Dow, ESPN Radio. The Lakers stole game one. What are the prospects for game two? We'll break it down next. Keep it right here. 1029 FM, ESPN Missoula. I am here with Catherine Delans of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. Yeah, I mean, the sooner you call us, the better. You know, we're available 24-7, consultations are free, and when you've been in that accident, insurance companies are going to be jumping all over you to talk. So give us a call first and get yourself an attorney. 406-640-4444 or online, montanaadvocates.com. Free consultations, the Montana Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. Oh! It's new on is now on 
101.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Thursday. Also, thanks to the United States Military Recruitment Office for hosting us uh, here for Nuanas now. We are on site here at the office with these guys, but uh, we're about to wrap things up, but that's okay. Keep those texts coming in, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029 if you want to win a pair of tickets to the Kane Brown concert at the Adams Center. We'll be picking a winner sometime early next week. These guys have been getting entries uh, in a variety of different fashions as well. So we'll collaborate our lists. We'll pick a couple winners. We got uh, two different pairs of tickets to Kane Brown down at the Adams Center. So uh, keep those texts coming in, 888 If you missed anything on today's Nuanas Now, got to a lot of stuff. A continuation of our conversation on the future, both immediate and long-term, for both Montana and Montana State when it comes to athletics, particularly when it comes to the world of football. We also talked some high school track and field, gave you our Treasure State's best, some of the best marks from around the state of Montana from over the last week. Highlighted some of the individual athletes from here in the city of Missoula that are headed uh, to the Division I ranks collegiately. We also heard from Carolyn, uh, the chick who doesn't know sports. Uh, and we also played a little smarter, dumb, bold NFL statements where uh, we debate and uh, a couple good ones about the Buffalo Bills and the Houston Texans today. So we'll keep on playing that game. Uh, for the foreseeable future until we get all through all those Sports Illustrated bold predict- predictions. Everything from today's show uh, available on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented uh, by Blackfoot. You can see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business by visiting goblackfoot.com. You can also uh, check out the M Store, proud presenter of the Nuanas Now podcast, uh, where they're all grizz all the time. New, new location uh, from... In downtown Missoula, the corner of Higgins and Broadway, Nuanas Now Podcast, also presented by the Montana State Bookstore, your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any other day, anytime you're on the uh, Montana State campus. Lakers-Warriors coming up uh, here in a little while. Uh, here, I've been rolling, I've been talking about it, but I've been rolling on the, uh, the NBA playoffs. I've been loving it. I've been following it heavily. I've been betting on it a lot. But I do think one of the things that you can really – Uh, have some good fortune in is if the home team that was favored loses game one bet the absolute hell out of them in game two in other words the lakers stole game one in golden state i'm betting the warriors all day every day tonight because there's no way i think that the lakers are going to go into golden state uh and steal two if they do and I'm loving my futures bet of the Golden State War of the, of the uh, Los Angeles Lakers to advance the Western Conference Finals. Although I did proclaim uh, earlier this uh, week that I thought it was going to be Golden State in seven. But if it's going to be Golden State in seven, I think the Warriors win tonight. Uh, so that'll be uh, definitely a fun one. One of the best second-round series we have ever seen. Also, stay tuned here on ESPN Radio. Coming up, the Seattle Kraken play at Dallas. Uh, the Stars, the Kraken, lead that Stanley Cup playoff series uh, one to nothing. We are the official affiliates of the Kraken. The broadcast will start at 7 p.m. You can catch all of it on ESPN Radio throughout the evening. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Rajim Seabrook in studio. We'll see you then. Thanks to the boys in the back for uh, producing the show, and thanks to the U.S. Army for hosting us. New on us now, ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez. 
from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana.